0: i'm justin smith of palmetto coast exotics
1: and i'm phil wolf of the nephrus initiative and you're listening to snakes and stogies the only podcast dedicated to fine tobacco all
0: things reptile related
1: and the people who love them
0: as part of the herpeticulture network <laughs> billy are you growing a mustache
2: no, I'm just starting to grow uh, a little bit more facial hair in between
1: shifts now. Oh, <laughs> um, finally hitting puberty! Hey, hey!
0: Once a boy, now a man.
1: It, it's it's so, about time the curtains match the drapes. Yeah. Oh, gosh,
0: yeah. you do. I feel like Billy could pull off a decent, mu- like a firefighter mustache. You know, like like Phil's, just without everything else attached to it from the the upper lip down.
2: Trust me. If I could grow one, I would definitely have one. But there's a reason why I don't have one. So
0: I think you totally could.
2: I've always said I can't transition to Bill instead of Billy until I can grow the stash. <laughs> so that's what we're waiting on.
0: Oh, is Phil already frozen? Jesus, Felipe. Here we go. Have
2: you guys been having issues?
0: Oh wait, there he is. Phil, Are you messing with me? Go no were you actually I,
3: frozen
2: i was
1: actually <laughs> he was just really still <laughs> yeah i figured out that if i turn the wi-fi off leave it alone and then turn it back on it might come back which is really really frustrating because uh for those of you listening me billy and smitty were just talking for at least five minutes off air on the same freaking program and the minute he clicks the live button my feed takes a shit that's right welcome to snakes and stokies
0: Episode 163, brought to you by BlackBoxCages.com. Please, if you have not checked them out, go to their Facebook, go to their Instagram, send them a message. You got questions? Guess what? Response time is very quick. Lead time is very quick. If you go to BlackBoxCages.com and you end up putting something in the cart and you proceed to buy it, if you put in the code THN at checkout, save yourself. A little bit of money, every bit counts, uh, and you will see the black box difference.
1: A thousand percent. Take the
0: Pepsi, take the Pepsi challenge on these on these racks and cages, kids. You won't you won't be disappointed. There will be no mistake. This isn't Crystal Pepsi. This isn't Zima. This is this is
1: Coke. Bonafide Bartles and James.
0: Got to make sure I I specify that before YouTube thinks we're talking about narcotics. Yes. Um, And then hop on over. Again, if you're already on Facebook and you're already on Instagram, then you need to go over to Puget Sound Pythons. You need to follow them. And then you need to go on Morph Market uh, and follow them on there. Stay up to date with what they've got going on. Um, And then Fulvius Apparel. Shameless plug. I, yep, yep. Um, it's new. It's happening. It's cool. All the hurt, all, all the hip kids love it. Get your Methropeltis on. That's right. I'm wearing the Mel- Methropeltis Not even one shirt. Which you're. So you texted me this morning asking about it, and then I uh, I had at least one other person message me asking about it too. Like kind of trying to explain it, and it's become. It's such a like a podcast inside joke kind of thing that at this point that I have to like explain it to people you know it's like well, the old I think, joke commercials and my hatred for get stuff
1: well I think it's funny because I did not grow up in the south so therefore there was not that much meth if not any I didn't even know what meth was until I moved to the south so yeah they used to have go. the
0: commercials that were like absolutely brutal and it was like meth not even once Yes, I did. And <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was Joe asked, Are you going to buy the website for Fulvius? I'm in the process. I was literally before we started working on setting up a Shopify store because right now I have this stuff and I'm posting about it and people don't know where to get it. So, yeah, getting high on Floridana. I was just
1: going to say, Nate's got the right idea.
0: Would <laughs> you just? inhale angel dust you like to get wet be better for you what
1: are you smoking anyway tonight, uh, tonight well I, f- I found my Gurkha hat it was in a hey. drawer.
0: it wasn't in the trash can
1: no no and because you love Gurkha cigars so much and I've been on a Gurkha kick lately tonight we're smoking the Gurkha beast
0: you mean the Gurkha least?
1: <laughs> it's actually a, a, probably my favorite smelling Gurkha. It just has a really great natural tobacco aroma. It's good and oily. It's real dark, super Maduro. And uh, this one is, I think, fully Nicaraguan, if my memory serves me right. So
0: Nicaraguan Puro. Very excited. Puro. Better secure the domain if you haven't. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. I'm afraid it's going to get pirate, like someone's going to, Get it and hold it for like hold it hostage.
1: That's what they do. I know it's horrible. My favorite that's the advice you is, always
2: get yeah. with uh, any website idea.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Look, that mm-hmm. Billy, that's Billy's grin. He's saying, "I'm going to go buy that domain <laughs> right now." And say, if you want this domain, give me five thousand dollars.
1: We settle right five now. Thousand, five thousand cord snakes.
0: Yeah, yeah."
1: Yeah, that's what Billy needs more corn snakes.
0: <laughs> I need 150,000, yes. but all we can settle right corn. now for 20 bucks. Corns and cow
1: kings, please.
0: Yes, <laughs> is that sarcasm?
2: No, I'm not a king snake guy either, man. I'm with you on that one.
1: Billy gave me his only king snake, and I cherish it and love it.
0: Do you still have corns for me? Yes, a lot.
1: Yes, damn. But to be fair, I
2: haven't uh, really done much as far as trying to move them either.
0: It's They're the cool. rarest locality.
2: Yeah, that's that's been uh, that's been getting me getting me a lot. Of, actually, it hasn't said, given me interest.
0: Said, that's been the problem.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, honestly, and nothing against the uh, the F one animals, but the stuff that you outcrossed, I guess, that are like heck, ghost or something uh do the silvers developing on those are uh, really I'm digging those more than the the f ones to be honest with you so they're... that's cool. i
0: got i got i think four or five holdbacks total from the lady from both of those clutches that the animals you have came from, and they're all i'm I'm pretty happy with them all so far they're they're looking good
2: yeah i I always kind of fought the corn snake thing because I know myself and being a, a collector at heart, <laughs> you know, I know what I do. And since uh, Chris decided to break the ice for me, um, oh, I've already gotten yeah, a couple on my own. Yeah. He just sent me some stuff. And then, it, yeah, I, I ended up getting another one. Uh, was it a couple months ago at one of the Tampa shows? And yeah. I'm just already planning more. and
1: So it I remember... Stop. You were telling me, you're like, man, I really want to get in this reverse, reverse Okatee thing, and you start sending me some pictures, and then was was this past Daytona, you got your first reverse Okatee?
2: Yeah, that was the Tessera that I did. Yeah. I mean, let me see real quick.
1: That that came from Firehorse? No,
2: I, I forgot who I got the... Okay,
1: who I got that did one you get
2: from.
0: From, from Lee?
2: Uh, maybe. I honestly forget. Chris, like, at the end of the show, was like, Billy, come here! I got a snake for you. Where um, <laughs> is it? Let's go! Oh yeah, look uh, at
1: that thing, dude! Billy and his stripes. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm it,
0: yeah, it doesn't. If you want stripes, then it's like there you go. Yeah, yeah.
2: But then I also got a uh, the one I got a couple months ago was uh, it's a high white, like really, it's almost all white uh, reverse ocati that I was eyeing and I know the guy he usually sets up with Lee at the, the local shows here and he was like hey man I'll give you a good deal and I couldn't pass it up I had a hood with me and he was just looking at me like what are you doing and I'm like <laughs> I, as I'm handing him the money I'm like I don't know man it's just <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things
1: that's good Lee's the one that we got the um, uh, Blotch Kings from
2: uh, no that was Parker Oh, it's Parker. That's right. Yeah,
1: it's Parker. That's right.
0: Oh, Dan. I have some horns yeah. from Dan that are phenomenal. I've got my Loma Alta Beards came from Dan. Yeah, and they're bears.
1: phenomenal. Okay. I, uh, yeah, and Dan produced uh, Anna Maria's Pumpkin King, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: He did.
1: Dude, she is taking, she's in the group chat right now. She says hi. She is taking such good care of that freaking King Snake. It is a beast among beasts.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a king that they're gonna do king things
1: you know i know dude and it's funny man it's so much personality for a noodle i love it
2: that's the perfect thing for a first snake you know next thing you know she's gonna be getting a rack and she's gonna be hey what can i pair this to and all that oh yeah
1: for sure for sure (laughs) uh smitty Smitty, did we cover what you're smoking tonight what do you got bubba as you light it up i can hear it sizzling
0: I decided to do something a little different this week. So I did a 770 CAO flathead. Nice. Which I usually don't, anything over like a 60 gauge typically I'm just not really into. But I was looking at it on the shelf. I was like, I haven't had a flathead in forever. And I was like, let me go ahead and just get this monstrosity. This phallic, phallic monstrosity.
1: That pseudo box press deliciousness. And you straight cut that one?
0: Yeah, like 3 times.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> why? I had
0: to do it in like pieces, like one part here, one part here, one part here.
1: Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look at that corn. Yeah, it's the high white one. Yeah. Dude, that's that's like near Palmetto looking. Look at it. Yeah,
2: it's yeah, that's why I, I couldn't say no to, to that. Dude, the like... extreme
0: reverse hokugi stuff is just is freaking awesome like i will eventually have some in my in my group but like i saw some of those testers they had at daytona and i was like oh my god well give me some time
2: buddy you know a guy
0: that's like one of the few morphs i i mean maybe not in general but for the most part like you see a picture of it and then you see it in person they almost look better than the pictures and the pictures are usually pretty point, you know what i mean
2: I always told myself if I got in the corns, it would be the reverse Okatee stuff. And uh, I always held off because, like I said, I know myself. And uh, freaking Chris just sending me stuff. I was like, well, I already got corn, so that breaks the ice. So why don't I, you know, do that? And he made sure that he found one for me in Daytona. So
1: that's uh, awesome. They're cool.
0: He's, he's they're a bad cool influence stuff. like that.
1: And, man, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I am not a big albino guy. There's two snakes that the albino just does it for me, and that's Darwin carpets and corn snakes. I just feel like all the other albinos, just it just doesn't do it. But those two species, just they just set it off, you know?
0: I like more whites than oranges in, in my albino stuff, like in corns in particular. Like, I have a buff amel, which is called an orange. And he's he's nice, but I don't know like the candy cane stuff. I just stuff that has high white and stays high white. I yeah. like a lot. You know, when it starts to kind of orange out and stuff, then I'm kind of like man. Eh, but I have that that buff amel male because I like buff and I want to do more with that in the future too. Uh, and Chris sent me a female. And as soon as Cox said, hey, I got this this orange male. You know, I want him to stay in the family. Do you want him? I said sure because I like he'd be perfect with that that female that Chris sent me. So it's too much cool for, stuff, not enough space.
2: For me, it's uh, well, obviously Darwin's for obvious reasons, uh, but Florida pines. I'm buying a Florida pines, southern pines, because they get yeah. like the reds in them, you know, and then uh, Honduran milks too. Just some of the. The different looks you can get with those with the bicolors, the tricolors, the tangerines, the hibinos, all that kind of stuff. There's those snakes are so vibrant and they stay vibrant. You know, I think, I don't know, I, I, mean, I think they're popular, but I, you don't see really people talk about them too much. But I think they're one of those ones that uh, gets scooped up before you see them at shows and stuff, you know, at least the good stuff. Sure. So.
1: And Jason Keller says albino cottonmouths, and I am with him a thousand percent. And the reason why I don't lump them in with albinos that I like is because you're so you're, I'm pretty sure, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but your T positive cotton mouth is like albino, like you just expect. Your T negative is what we would normally call hypo. And dude, that snake is just on fire, just super cool, just like pinks and oranges, but it doesn't look like an albino, if you know what I mean. Yeah.
0: That albino, Arutu, someone posted a picture of a couple weeks ago, was pretty banging.
1: I don't I don't remember seeing that.
0: I'll have to hunt it down and send you the picture. It, it looks yeah. pretty damn good. And, and then don't aren't there albino Malayans.
1: There is, yeah. Those are those cool are looking. Nice. I mean they, they, they look like a normal albino to me. I'd rather have like the red Borneo locality stuff on, on the Malayans. Calisalesma rhodostoma. Um Billy, if you want me to share yeah. those, send it, send it to me on um or here. I'll start a group chat with a few well, of us when, uh, and yeah,
2: when Yeah, when it gets time I figured I'd just go ahead and
1: start okay. sending you some stuff. Well, let me I'm going to make one with you, me, and Smitty so that we can, uh, so Smitty can throw them up. Because if I do it, the thing's just going to crash. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get I'm...
2: that. Because speaking of uh, albinos I just looked up the old albinos balutis. Oh yeah? That was uh, that used to be out there. It's no longer there, but there's also the albino Gagno that was floating around for a little bit.
3: I don't oh, know if you guys yeah. ever saw that. I did see that.
2: I think I've seen that. Yeah, which it wasn't super wasn't super impressive, but it you know, it's more just the novelty of it and you know, just it always takes mutations to get people in uh yeah
3: you know,
2: like excited about stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I just sent the – it's just a screenshot because it's a video. So.
1: You sent it to that group? Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've seen the albino on too. Those are pretty neat.
2: And you guys ever see the pied uh, – what was it? They, I forget if they were. It was some type of boa. It might have been a Dominican red mountain or something. You start going into, you know, the archive of stuff that showed up but we never mm-hmm. established. You know, it gets kind of, kind of sad. But yeah, yeah. Ben Siegel had that one for a little bit. And I think Jason had some stuff from that guy for a while, and it all just ended up not working out.
0: Like it just wasn't. Like the stuff wasn't like fertile. Like what was the.
2: I think it was just uh, just trying to establish I think it was a wild caught animal
1: uh, oh, okay. trying to
2: establish and I mean spilodese are they're tough enough to breed as it is and now you got you know albino yeah. on top of it kind of weakens things and you know how that goes but if do, There was I, one there was I was one. born an albino
0: and I've struggled my entire life Okay <laughs>
2: Oh, good for you, man. I'm happy you made it out. Made it this long. Phil's talking and he's on mute.
1: You are not an albino. <laughs>
2: there it is. I can see your mouth moving. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And funny. yeah, Keller, I've seen the albino dynokistradon. That's cool too. I just again that's another species, Dynakistradon. It's so gorgeous on its own that like I feel like the albino just ruins it. Kind of like the albino gaboon. Like it's really cool, but I, I don't think I've ever owned one, regardless of how expensive they were. Um, I did just send Smitty a picture that is crazy yeah. cool. So Rob Kellaway sent me this picture. I don't know if it's like a friend of his or something, but apparently it is a, I guess it's a dusky, a striped dusky that was line bred in Switzerland. Let's oh. look at that freaking snake.
0: I thought that was some sort of vipara at first.
1: No, nah, dude, that is a striped pygmy that has been line bred in switzerland to be that color look at that tail man i know right yeah that's just a cool snake it's just a cool snake man yeah absolutely awesome anybody who's listening to this on their car ride home fast forward to this part and find it on youtube because that snake is killer
2: I'm just sending a whole bunch of stuff. We end up talking about things as it, yeah. it goes on. We don't have to like show them right away. But I got you. Uh, so that snake, I am getting uh, at some point. She's based. She's a Costa Rican locality animal,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, she was imported from Europe. It was her and a male. The male didn't make it for the guy that brought him in. And if you go to the next picture, the Costa Ricans. Next one after that, there should be another one. Yeah, that one there. So, the Costa Ricans have this recessive mutation uh, that's—they're just calling it white phase for obvious reasons. There's a lot of white on it, but Costa Ricans are known for being very black and all that. Um, So, I got her, and I guess I'll do it now. uh,
1: Oh, you already got her?
2: No, I don't have her. I I got a male. That I've really been excited about. I guess showing what's been what I've been up to.
1: Yeah, man. Dude, Uh, that thing is literally a new world Jansenai. It wishes. Those bloaties are cool, man.
2: Uh, Of course, he's not going to cooperate, because why?
0: Sure, so you if probably those... see you probably see Spelody's out and about more than you do the chance when I
1: Probably, yeah. If wishes were fishes, we'd all cast nets. All right. So,
2: this guy.
1: He's oh, nice!
2: He's got a ton of black on him. So yeah. That was why I went for him to go with that with that girl, uh, and I'm hoping you know, in time that he'll just keep losing, uh, you know, losing nice. that color and stuff, but like his tail's completely black. Dude, that's awesome. Oh, Jesus. So like, he literally, he has no, no pattern up to like, he might just have some yellow, like the first third of his body and then it disappears and they're known to the first, you know, year or two, like they'll have some color. And then if they're going to lose it, they'll lose it. So, mhm I don't know if he's Costa Rican or not. The importer I got him from, Skyler was with me. That was kind of funny. Uh, he was giving me the run around, and I'm like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> I know he didn't breed these. And yeah, uh, you see him doing the slow tongue flicks like the Ganyos do and stuff. They'll do the head to chin
1: thing too. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, dude, care. look at that face.
0: Yeah, they're cool, dude.
1: You they see are. where they get the name Tiger.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they're just, they're cool snake. And honestly, I've been, uh, well, let me put them up before I say this. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, been there, done that, right, Phil? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they actually are a lot more docile than I, I expected them to be when I got into them. You know, now yeah. my, my Mexicanist that I have, uh, she's hell on wheels. She's just... She makes up for it. So, if I get a couple that are easy to deal with, she's going to make sure that I get my money's worth for all of them. Um, Anyway, I got those. uh, I got this guy, and then I ended up picking up that girl just so I could go for a a dark project pretty much. Um, Everyone's going for the Mexicana stuff and the high colors and all that. So, I just thought it'd be cool, you know, even though it's not a locality specifics there's no way for me to know where that guy came from he's really dark so i thought a dark project really cool with them
1: so i feel like just because of the amount of spilotis that i've personally worked with they were all imports and they were from multiple different country localities i almost feel like and this is completely anecdotal that the more north you are and the more south you are the more wiry they are and i feel like those ones that are like what is it? Uh, south Southern Mexico and like into Costa Rica and down into Panama. Like they're way more tolerant than some of the stuff that's even South of them. If that makes sense.
2: So yeah, that's, I mean, I don't have enough hands on with enough of them to really say yay or nay on that. Um, yeah. And I
1: feel like the ones I had were like five foot and lunatic, you know?
2: Yeah. There's that too. That's like, yeah. Well, you've seen the mexicanas She's like, you get like you look into her cage she's like oh you're looking at me and starts going nuts yeah um so the guy that i got him from i won't put names out because i don't want to start that stuff but uh a lot of nicaraguan animals been coming in so that's where like a lot of the really speckled yellow ones a a lot of the guys are calling them mexicanas you know but obviously mexico shut down uh so that's not a thing but uh yeah. He had two Nicaraguans about his size and had this guy and he had them all labeled as central American animals. So I was just like, Hey, you know, where did these come from and all that? He was trying to tell me he produced them and all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh, where are the pictures? Oh, I don't, I don't got them on me, man. And I'm like, dude, you don't produce pelotes and not take pictures. Of exactly. Something, you know, like, exactly. Yeah. That's not a thing. So, and,
1: and you're keeping them in CB seventies. Sure. Sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so well, it's funny. Skyler was with me. I met Skylar though. That was at the Orlando show, and uh, Skylar hasn't seen me like he just knows me as like you know cool chill Billy. Like he hasn't seen me really like you know <laughs> yeah. get, like be real with somebody yet. And uh, I was like, ah, now it's not the time. I was like, all right, man. I will I walk around whatever. So we circle back around, and I'm like, hey, man. I'm like, come on. I haven't been. <laughs> this isn't my first day. Like I come on. And uh, they wouldn't give me anything, so I'm like, "All right, well, what what can you do for me?" And he he dropped the price a lot. So I think he realized I was on to him. So that's good. It's kind of one of those things, you know. I couldn't say no, and you know that's why it, it's just a dark project. And spilodies are cool. And he was young enough as an import that I, you know, I haven't had any issues acclimating him. And you know, he eats frozen thawed. I know, think that does all this that stuff.
0: gives you a massive leg up with like yep. those and soma stuff like you get them as young as possible like you were yeah. I mean conjures too like you're you're making your life light years easier by getting them young you know
2: yeah seriously every uh every ganyo I've ever gotten was I was fortunate to and I was always patient too to get hatchlings and I never had issues with um getting them to go on frozen thawed I'd usually just leave them you know just drop feed them and Mm-hmm. It'd be gone, you know. Um, I always was concerned, especially after reading all the freight stuff on how to get them feeding and all the different tricks he used. I'm like, man, this is going to be fun and interesting to work on, but uh, never ran into that, you know, so far. But you know, I'm sure I'll get into them again at some point. But um, yeah, that's if you can get import stuff and get them smaller, that's definitely the the way to go, if possible. It's not always possible
1: yeah and i know the the majority of the smaller ones that i played with were yours and they were super tolerant i mean like they still would do the neck flattening thing they still do the long the the long up down uh tongue flicks like a rattlesnake but they weren't that crazy flighty jerky thing that you'd expect them to be you know
2: yeah well i I also make a conscious effort especially with species like that to uh because if i'm gonna be if i get an animal you know, I, especially if it's a younger animal, smaller animal, I try to think ahead. I'm like, all right, this thing's going to be seven, eight, nine feet at some point. I don't want to just, as it's a baby, it's okay. I'm not worried about it. If it it gets me or whatever, I want to treat it the same way I'm going to treat it when it's nine foot. This when it's two foot. And I've had very good success with that to where I can, if I handle them consistently all throughout their life and you know, yeah, they'll do the tongue flick. They'll do the nail or the neck flattening and You know, all that kind of stuff. But if you're, you know, if you don't move, you know, no sudden movements and go crazy around them, then they usually just do that and then they'll get their attention on something else
3: and it's not that bad.
1: Well put. Well put. You pulling something up, Smitty?
0: I have some stuff. Let's see it. Not my stuff, but stuff that Billy sent.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. So
0: we can go. Yeah, we can go what's, into that. Uh, what's so like? Are you? Are you? So, the, so disclaimer: those aren't my from, pictures. But... Go ahead.
2: I'm sorry.
0: Are we? Are we shifting from Morelia into Colubrids? Are you part of that great migration?
1: No, he's just diversifying his portfolio. <laughs> So, I mean, he's
0: always been diverse, but yeah. Yeah. Like, so
2: like, I'm definitely, myself, Jake. F- I guess if I'm going to be completely honest, I'm preparing for the worst. So I've kind of been doing that for a little bit, kind of, I don't want to go too deep into this stuff, but, um, uh, just in case things go sideways, because there's a very good chance that could happen here. Um, you know, my my second thing has always been whole world rats. Um, so it kind of makes sense for me to, you know, try to get going on some of those projects. That's always been a goal of mine anyway. Uh, beauties being the main thing that I like a lot. Uh, you know, I got a couple, you know, one-off things and all that, but beauties have always been something that's interested in me for, gosh, years. I think one of the first... Oh, well, my first snake was a carpet, but one of the the second ones I looked at was actually a, uh, a Flavolinius, the copper rats. And I emailed; it was Ben Siegel at the time. And I emailed them about them because they were fifty bucks or something. I'm like, oh, I'm in high school; I can I can swing that. And I emailed them, and they're like, yeah, you don't want these; these things are nuts. And that was they left it at that; <laughs> like they didn't even humor me at all. You know, I, was like, hey, I got a car- Yeah. Like, Hey, I got a carpet. You know, I'm thinking of getting a second snake. I really like these. And they're like, yeah, man, no. And just left, like, that was it. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, I geez. guess that's, I guess that's how that goes. Uh, so yeah, I've been slowly, um, getting more into the, the beauties and the colignathus stuff. And, um, obviously the rhinos, you know, that's, those are cool. Yeah, uh, you know, Spilotes. Uh, all that. And honestly, I've been getting deep, like slowly, I've been getting deeper into Amazons too. So um, I just, there's, I like everything, man. It's, it's so hard, but I guess I've kind of seen that there's a possible writing on the wall of things that could happen. I hope they don't, but if they do, you know, hopefully the other stuff I'm diving into, I can still, you know, do what I do
1: and, and all that stuff. I also feel that, and I I don't want to speak for you, but I also feel like you went through something similar because you're a little younger than me, but you went through something similar that I went through. It was like with with my knobtails. It's like I've wanted these things for a really long time. I am more cognizant about herpetoculture and I have the ability, the means, the environment to do it. I'm going to start dabbling and diving in. And I feel like that was the same thing with you because you've always loved Asian rat snakes and mm-hmm. and the obscure colubrids. And now, again, I'm not, I'm not speaking for you, but I feel like now you're kind of at that point where you're like, man, I, I can do this. Let's do some more, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I. that's why, like, when I think the last time I was on NPR, uh eric asked me he's like so like when did the colubrid stuff start and i was like it started the same time the carpet stuff did yeah just you do like research and especially as a new hobbyist you you read their requirements and stuff and you're like oh man i can't do that or you know like i thought rhinos were an advanced species for the longest time (laughs) i still think they are (laughs) right well honestly like they're it was honest to god it was after i saw them at when I was at Rob's place and I saw how he was keeping his and the room he had him in and stuff. And I'm like, these, like, these are easier than stuff I have, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, they're, they're stupid easy. So, uh, you know, I kind of talked myself out of it for the longest time and I finally got, you know, like you said, the more space, the more room, the more means. And uh, I mean, you've seen the collection change, you know, over the years and, you know, you know what I'm doing over here. So, it was just a matter of time,
1: honestly. And I feel like you were doing over rats before Owen was, which makes it even better. <laughs> Pro-
2: honestly, yeah, I mean, he's breeding them before I do, but okay, yeah, I've, yeah, I've shy, had them for, I've kept them longer, but I didn't say anything about them for the longest time because I just, you know, I was still yeah. learning them, and it's, uh they're just cool snakes, man. Like they're, <laughs> they're just they're real cool. They don't get a lot of love. You know, it's not like a, Oh, I like them cause they're not mainstream thing. Like I've just, I've always dug the, the racer type stuff and all the, the craziness. And now you're starting to see, especially with the Chinese beauties, all the different mutations that you can do. And, uh, you know, now like I'm on the lookout for uh because those used to be everywhere. And what's that? It's just another subspecies of the, the beauty snake. And they're, uh, they're very high yellow animals and they were the first ones that when you used to see the t negatives um everywhere they were McQuarts. okay uh but you know just people get used to the demeanors of you know corn snakes and uh, milk snakes all that you know the north american stuff and they are a little more rambunctious you know there's that to it but you know i i enjoy that and i take time whenever i i'm taking <laughs> care of stuff so i don't uh I don't get bit that much by stuff, you know, that's kind of <laughs> usually the thing that people it's either getting bit or I've heard people say like, man, these things are spring loaded. I'm tired of chasing them around the room. Yeah, You know, you just crack yeah. the, the cage or tub and off they go. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're cool. So just trying to up that game a little bit.
1: Nice. And uh, Randy's in the chat. You got to send him that red f- pictures, of that red female later.
2: Oh yeah. I don't I think I ever did so. Yeah, well, here, I can throw one. I'll throw one in there.
1: Yeah. He'll uh, yeah, it, fucking love that snake.
2: Yeah, Randy's got some heat, man. I Old know. Crap. I know.
1: It's 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 disgusting. <laughs> Randy, dude, just, goodness it, gracious. And, it, it, and I mean this with the utmost respect, Randy. It's painful how amazingly successful you are.
2: <laughs> What's even better is that we're friends with him, so we can
1: get, <laughs> we yeah, ex- get some nibs exactly. on ex- stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so patrick wants to know is there uh, is there a specific reason as to why no one's really keeping radio uh red-tailed rats and i think i don't want to speak for the guys that actually keep soma, but i feel like it takes a lot of tlc especially when dealing with imports and i mean at least that's my expert that's my not expertise i don't have them but that's my uh experience excuse me mm-hmm
2: my experience with them is and i don't mean this in a bad way they're one of my favorite species to observe and to have and i I've, I've learned tons about them because so they're just fascinating but as far as captives uh they're not very hands off yeah they're very hands off and they yeah. are honestly they're <laughs> they're not fun to keep like if you have to touch them like they're they're spring loaded they're uh, like how a lot of snakes will like do the flight thing and they try to get away from you. These things will like do that. They'll shoot out, and then as soon as they realize they're not gone, they're turning, doubling right back, and they're they're on you. You know they're uh, like if you look at all the different you know color variants and stuff that comes with them. You get them green, yellow, gray, orange, you know all that kind of stuff. The Borneo stuff that's out now that people are going crazy over. Like there's a lot of potential for them to be awesome species to use as projects, but then people get them, and that's why there's only a hardcore, you know, cult following, if you will. Yeah. That uh, that'll keep them. You're not going to see guys with, you know, a collection of fifty of them. You know, that's just not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, but if you are honest with yourself and realize what you're getting into, um, they're they're awesome. Like, I think Smitty does it the right way. You kind of set it and forget it, let them do their own thing, kind of work around them. Uh, I mean, gosh, he's get, he's got eggs now. He's got an egg incubating, so he's doing
1: stuff, yeah. right? So, Just fish tanking it, man, you know? Yeah, that's all you got to do. There was a, a, many, many moons ago, Underground imported a bunch of red tails, and some were gray tails. And uh, I don't remember if it was a red tail that dropped or a gray tail that, t- that dropped, but they incubate the eggs. They got like six or seven eggs. They all hatched out. They sold they got them all eating on pinkies like immediately. And they all sold to like local 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 keepers. Excuse me. And two or three of the people that bought them would continue to frequent the shop. And I was working there at the time and they would bring them in and do they were the coolest snakes. They had no fear of humans yeah. they ate anything they put in front of them. And I feel like that's just we need more people like you guys. To, to get them going so that they can be the next good pet rat snake.
0: I think that's the sort of the, the breakdown. Um, you know, there's there's not enough people purposefully trying to produce them uh, because, you know, Daniel Schwinn had the same experience with the, the Jansen I he's produced. You know, they're not just like Condra's, like the captive born babies aren't nearly as, as nasty as as the imported adults right um they're not hard to get started from everything i've seen and read um it's just that that matter of like there's not enough people putting in the focus on them and i'm hoping now that we have that that usga group uh that helps us all kind of network together and you know sort of get a better handle on who's got what and who's doing what and um I just think that's that's kind of the issue, you know. People buy the the imported adults, and you know they see them on tables at shows, and they look great. And then you take them home, and you open up that deli, and it's like game on. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, these aren't as aren't as sexy as I thought they were. Uh, and then that coupled with you know the stress factor and parasites, and it's just yeah, man. There's a there's a very large discrepancy there, and that's the reason we're not seeing more captive bred ones. Um,
1: just hopefully that changes.
0: Yeah, and it's it's they're also one of those species. I mean, the incubation time on eggs is ridiculous. You know, it's like so a buck you're not, twenty, right? At least.
3: About yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you it's know, a lot you're not days, getting
0: man. you're not getting big clutches that hatch quick. Like you're it's like monitors almost. Like you're you're really having to wait. Um, and that's why captive bred babies are so expensive, because it's like there's a lot of work that goes into those, you know, it's not it's not corn snakes. You know, by any means. And um, I think rhinos I are starting it. to warm people up to a lot of that stuff, though. Like, there's agreed. It's awesome that so many people are keeping rhinos now.
2: Well, I, I think I've heard this too with the ganyos. They're uh, with how we keep and feed in captivity, you know, mostly rodents and stuff. Uh, their eggs get, you know, a lot of calcium on them and stuff to where they're just super thick and you'll get the eggs a term and then they won't hatch because they're just so thick. Uh, so I've, I've talked to guys that have bred them, you know, multiple seasons in a row and they're like, Oh yeah, I feed probably 80% chicks, you know, to my stuff. And that seems to help with that. So that's another thing that, you know, can be put out there. Maybe a more bird dominated diet Mm -hmm. would be, uh, yeah, at least worth, you know, looking into if you're getting eggs and stuff.
1: Yeah. I remember somebody was telling me that they, they manually pip, all the eggs because they've had so many clutches go bad because the they just couldn't get their egg tooth through it.
0: Yeah, and they're already thick-shelled eggs. Yeah, yeah, they uh, are. Just like the boyga, you know, the the eggs were so thick. On I had a couple of those that just they died full term, and I, it's from everything I could tell, it's literally just because they couldn't get out because those eggs were just like ridiculous. Yeah, I like leather. And I'm really thinking that a lot of the asian species in particular have like an abnormally thick shell in comparison to new world stuff um you know whether that's related to like humidity and outside moisture and is like an extra barrier or something between that and the elements who knows but it's uh it's wild. maybe it is a captivity thing where we're just seeing it because we're feeding you know primarily rodents and and stuff and not the lighter things but who knows
2: well, yeah. you're seeing a lot of people uh, starting to breed. I know in our group, we got a couple guys breeding quail and stuff now for their stuff. And uh, I think that's going to start getting more common. You're going to see people, especially with rodent prices now, you're going to start seeing people going to more, you know, bird dominated diets for a lot of stuff. Cause I mean, you start looking into the natural history of a lot of these species, you start realizing birds, a big, a big proponent of that, especially a lot of the arboreal and Mm -hmm. semi-arboreal stuff that we keep you know in the hobby you know it dominates a lot of the hobby it's just you know maybe that'll help out too you know that kind of stuff
1: for sure for sure well there she is oh man that picture does not do her justice I'm trying to find the one that you sent me Phil
2: uh, when you first saw her I forgot about
0: your post service box hides (laughs) hell yeah
2: Three ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> no shame in my game. Yeah, they're disposable. They get. I don't. Yeah, they're they work.
0: I mean, technically, you paid for them via tax dollars. So,
2: yes, I did. I don't. I don't feel bad at all. That's what everyone gives me crap about.
0: <laughs> like, oh,
2: taxpayers are doing that. I'm like, I am a taxpayer. Yeah, it's got what my money's worth. But, you looking, Phil?
1: yeah I'm looking I'm trying to get it um oh here it is I got it. you got it you got the one of it in the drawer with the uh yeah, yeah. With the aspen mm-hmm I feel like there was another one I sent you that was super red it was like a it was like at midnight I went to check on her and she was just all fired up damn where did i the problem is is we have so many different messaging media I don't remember which account I sent it
2: i I just found a bull I send them to some of the group. So, like, what you can't see in that picture. So, she's, like, she's pretty, she's, like, an orange-red. But, like, coming up her side, like, she has white coming up her laterals from her belly on certain spots. I'm not going to say she's a, a uh, calico. I'm not going that far. But it's just cool seeing, like, you know, some white bleeding up. And, you know, she's pretty chill too, you know, especially for an import. So, can't wait to throw a tiger to her and see what happens.
1: Yeah, man. When I, uh, when I was D ticking, whatever you want to call it D, de- you know, getting the bugs off, um, yeah. did she was super tolerant and I played with her for maybe 10, 15 minutes just to kind of like give her once over. And I got to that point where she S up, and I was like, oh no, I, I, I waited. Oh, you lose them. Uh, we lost Phil. you kicked me out
0: no we didn't you kicked yourself out
1: I didn't touch anything don't kick yourself out Phil there you can see a couple ticks that fell off her
2: (laughs) yeah the reality of of, uh, imports and stuff yeah no she's acclimated great she's uh, taken frozen thawed you know right away Uh, yeah they're they're just such cool snakes man they're and they're one of those like you never have to mess with them they just kind of do their own thing and especially with all the different mutations and stuff now like they have something for everybody and i think there's a lot of people doing some legwork to try to figure out the different you know bicolor tricolor patternless her like she has all the speckles you know because everything's a a mutation even the normals are You know, technically a normal animal is a collection of mutations that are together, you know. So people are doing some work to try to figure out what everything is with these guys. So I think in the next, you know, coming years, we're going to see some cool stuff come out of these, the species.
1: So I found the ones I was talking about and I just sent them to the group. So this was at like midnight, like a week after I had her. And it's a little glary because I'm using a cell phone against a white door, but dude, the color, like it's just this is this is the kind of stuff that makes me want to get into them, you know? Do
0: it. Every now no. and then I get the I get the the itch to have some again, but
1: no. I just... Not not after all those other ones that I held for you, Billy. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I am Come done. on, man. I am done with Corrales.
2: Come on, man. You see some cool ones. You still got to hook me up. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I've lost all my contacts. You're my last
1: contact. Oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> First and yeah. last. Yeah, the, and even, even still these pictures, like that one right there. Like, dude, she's so red. Yeah, she's, she's nice. I'm
2: excited to see what she's going to fit right in with my group and... And all that. So,
0: how many do you have now?
2: Ooh, let me do a quick count. Uh, seven or eight
0: at the moment. Yeah, I, man, I I enjoyed the handful I had. I just don't know right now if that's something I'd want to donate to, not donate, but dedicate the space to. You got too many damn corns. I get that.
2: They're, uh, I mean, they they take up as much space as a rhino will. Yeah. Know? All right, so I guess I sent you all those because. <laughs> I have a pair of um, calico beauties that I got from Larry Keller um, last year in Tinley. Uh, He's got this line that throws, and of course he got me hook, line and sinker when he was telling me about it. Uh, They're calicos, which is a color and pattern mutation, but they'll like throw these organized stripes that kind of turn into a patternless animal like as they get older and my male is already starting to get that really bald back look to him. Uh, Interesting. So like if you go through all those picks, like you'll, you can see straight out of the egg. Some of them are just like, those are all calicos and they usually
0: Peterson coastal of colubrids.
2: You know, I never, uh, I never thought of it that way, but gosh dang, I'm predictable. (laughs) Yes, you are, man. (laughs) Gosh. All right, Smitty for the win. So these are going to be the Peterson line calicos. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: we'll go with that. <laughs> uh, but man, they're just, there's so many. Like, I started looking more into the, the beauty snake stuff, and it was always the Taiwans and the blues, because those are what's readily available. Well, I started looking more into the Chinese, and that's where we have all of our mutations from. So, if you guys see anything that's not a Chinese beauty, but it's some type of mutation, ninety-nine percent of the time it's just mislabeled, or it's a cross of something.
1: Which is um, interesting because you had taught me that when you and I were shopping, I think it may have been Tampa Show or maybe Daytona, and we had seen uh, several deli cups that were mislabeled. And yeah, when when you spoke to the the dealer they clearly had not produced it although they said they did and you tried to like very politely educate them and they're like no 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 no, this this is this is so and so so
2: well they went up to tinley and they had you know like the Zirkles talking to him and you know other you know larry and stuff and there's some people you can't say stuff to you know and that's fine you know if they want to do that and they don't want to google something you know that's fine that's you know but uh yeah i'm really excited to be a part of this project for obvious reasons um and there's some of the the older animals like they're just it's really cool you know it's not something you see all the time and yeah a normal calico looks similar it's like a more heavily patterned palmetto mm-hmm. with a more uh more color palette to it
0: um uh, is he planning on tying these into like the regular calicos to see what happens?
2: So I, so there, I guess there's a pair of animals that are calicos that throw these things. So he's still trying to like mm. hold stuff back and breed them back and see. Like he's still in the, like the beginning phases of this this project. So when he sold me the pair that I have, he was like, "Hey, it came from." this pair of animals that has produced these before, cause they didn't look like they were striped when I got them as hatchlings. Now the male is starting to get that look to him now. Uh, so he's like, I'm not saying it's a, a anything like these could just be straight calicos. And I'm not saying anything else, but, uh, there's the potential. So I was like, he got me I'm like I, I'm in, you know, keep them, keep him coming. He actually has a female cause there was a trio, he has a female on his uh, morph market right now that I keep debating if I want to like you know double down just to have a an extra shot at possibly getting those, but I'm you know I'm not sure yet.
1: Now, do all the beauties have that like matte texturing to the egg? Almost looks like drywall because I've noticed that.
2: I think so. I've only uh, I've only produced the Ridley eye, so okay. I can't speak on the other subspecies.
1: I would assume so, but yeah you know i, it's just I don't want to say definitely because i'm i'm in my older age i feel like i'm more attentive to, to breeding stuff in because i don't really breed but learning about breeding stuff i've been looking at different egg structures and like the different textures of eggs i mean everything from you know crazy crystals like Andre mark to like the beauty eggs being that that matte drywall texture and it's just super fascinating super fascinating Oh, look at that!
2: Yeah, I took some out so I could show them to you guys. Hell yeah, dude! So this is the female that is part of that line that we were showing. Mm -hmm. And sorry, I'm trying to figure out the camera. Uh, Her tail is kind of what what got me. She's way more
1: calico than you were describing. You know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, this is the female. The male's the one that has the more. I'll show him in a sec. But uh, yeah, this honestly, this was. I only went. With the, the idea to get one beauty snake from Larry. And he just had all three of them in a container themselves, you know, in a display. So I was like, hey, can you see if this one's the male? I was hoping this was the male because I wanted another male. And it was a female. And I was like, well, might as well. So I just bought her. And then I went back after I sold some animals and I was messing with them. And I was like, hey, I got a problem. He's like, oh, man, what happened? And I was like, I'm an idiot and didn't get the mail for this female. And he's like, I wanted to say something, man, but I don't want to pressure anybody.
1: (laughs) Classic (laughs) Billy.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, all right. Well, then he had like this awesome hypo. And I'm like, man, I'm like, let me see if I sell something. Well, of course, I sold something. And uh, I go back and I pretty much made his weekend because I bought like five. I ended up buying five beauties off him nice and, uh, yeah it's you guys know me so you know when i get into something it's and especially with these having <laughs> mutations and i like calico so much and, and all oh, that yeah. but
0: the chinese seem to be from everything i've seen from people that are keeping them they seem to be much like almost the opposite of the vietnamese in terms of attitude and like being able to you know work around them and work with them and
2: yeah they're so they're on record, and I can say with most of the ones I have, they're pretty, they're more shy. They're gonna, they're gonna pretty much, they're gonna run before anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, funny side story, if you guys don't mind. So, I did a, uh, I, I don't know if I told you guys a story yet.
3: Okay. There,
2: but uh, there's a local uh, humane, or not humane society, herpetological society. And they had me do a uh, presentation and I, it was my second one with them. So the first one I did carpets, this one, I was like, Oh, let me just do old world rats. So I just kind of did everything I had and decided to uh, just do a little blurb on, you know, the few I had and just go from there. So I have my adult female, which is about six foot, uh, hypo calico Chinese beauty. I'm like, Oh yeah, they'll like this one. So I'm holding her and I'm talking and she takes a swipe at my finger and I just kind of swat her away. I try to not bring any attention to it because, you know, there's some newer keepers in the the audience. So I was trying not to bring attention to, you know, oh, it's going to bite you. Cause I'm telling them they're shy, they don't bite. They run instead of that. This That was well, your she, problem right there. <laughs> yep. So you think I would learn? Well, I didn't. So, uh, well, long story short, she's wrapped around my right hand and wrist, all six foot of her. And then she, uh, latches onto my thumb like she doesn't strike she just goes up to it and then just you know just grabs it i'm handcuffed and they're like Dude. oh man do you like do you need help I'm like no nah, no nah, she'll she'll get off so i do the rest of the presentation with her on me or you know part of it
1: this is great and,
2: yeah and i'm like you know i'm just like ah, it's all right and they're like oh my gosh do you need help i'm like no nah, 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 she'll let go it's not a, a big thing well she starts she was at the base of my thumb she starts walking my thumb and then makes the turn to start swallowing, you know? And I'm like, all right, guys, we're gonna take an intermission, you know, let me figure this out. And
1: that's good, man. Know,
2: some of the guys came and helped me out, and I you know, there's blood everywhere and all that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm like, Well, I guess you guys aren't gonna get Chinese beauties anytime soon. Everyone's <laughs> like, No, no, no. But then I took out the rhinos and that was the showstopper there. So
1: nice. I'm pretty sure and- everybody
2: in there has been looking for rhinos ever since. Yeah. All that, but let me see if I can... So this is the male. I don't know if I can show his... So he's got more of the solid yeah. back thing. I know it's kind of hard to see, but it's more on his...
1: You on gotta his put scale. him against Put him against your black shirt so it's like the book cover. Let's see. After that? Eh. Yeah. I don't know if I
2: help. Well, anyway, he's definitely got more of the stripe going on. He's got the Peterson thing happening. So I'm excited because he didn't have that at all as a hatchling. So him already developing that, I think he's going to be perfect for that project. So Nice. Um,
1: Alright, so now explain the inside joke of the Patagonian rat snake. Is that, is that Smitty? No, it's it, 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 Skylar and Jenkins are going back and forth like Patagonian I, tiger rats.
2: Uh, oh, <laughs> that's the, that's the Spelotes I showed you.
3: Oh okay,
2: yeah, kind of, (laughs) yeah, freaking guy. (laughs) Okay, now (laughs) it makes sense. I told Skyler if he wasn't there, I would have probably been a little firmer with that guy and be like, "Hey man, you're like you're just insulting me at this point." Yeah, yeah. Like I don't go to shows and be like, "You don't know who I am." Like I'm not that guy. But like, if I'm talking (laughs) to you and I'm like, "Oh, that looks, you know, those are obviously Nicaraguan." You know, that's not Mexican. That's like I know what I'm talking about. I'm not just spitting out you know, country.
3: Sure.
1: Sure.
2: You know, and
1: just, you've yeah. never heard of Uabami reptiles. Yeah. Right. So See, that's where you need me standing next to you to go. Do you know who this guy is?
0: Don't you know who he All is? Right?
2: Do you know who I, I've had guys do that to me at work and I get so mad about him. I'm like, no, I don't know who you are. <laughs> like, You're not as important as you think you are.
1: Well, that's where, that's where you <laughs> lean over the counter at the show. And you're like, I'm kind of a big deal. People but- know me. <laughs> yeah
2: i'm kind Hmm. of a big deal in my circle
1: i have many leather bound books and my apartment smells of rich mahogany
2: (laughs) yeah no it smells oh yeah but uh well that was like when uh i forget who your buddy was a couple daytonas ago me and casey go up to his table and he had the water pythons and he was trying to sell me on the fact that they were captive bred and uh, you know i'm like oh man really oh that's crazy like you know like come on like yeah the, the captive bred queensland
1: <laughs> yeah meanwhile, m- meanwhile he didn't breed them Keogu yeah did. right it was the same ones
2: that you got <laughs> yeah, i knew same, that it's it, literally yeah. the same
1: clutch as mine and dan kyoga bred them
2: <laughs> yeah i was asking questions for for you because i know you were looking for yeah. a mate at that point yeah it's just funny and i'm like dude i got a <laughs> i got a badge on man i yeah, yeah, i got exactly. all pythons like i know what's going on uh that's uh, good man that's good, yeah, good stuff
3: <laughs>
2: so, they're really anyway back back to the beauties the the totally so legit. like all the different uh like the different calico looks and stuff you know it's just like anything else there's variability and i'm starting to realize i never looked into it that hard i just kind of thought a calico was a calico that very well could be the the case, but I think there's more. Uh, I think there's more to it. Could be, you know. And how do, you don't find out until you work with them and you know prove things out yourself. Uh, then you start looking at the hypo stuff or uh, T positive, however you want to look at it. The it seems like the old world rat uh, stuff hypo and T positive can sometimes be interchangeably used, uh, so that just confuses things, but.
1: If Just you start looking the, at like the cotton mouse we were talking about earlier. Yes.
0: I mean, yeah. that's how it is with the bears hypo and albino, you know, it's like,
1: yeah, it's a more or less it seems like a
0: rat snake thing. Yeah.
2: So, you know, you'll see stuff and some will have red eyes. Some will have black eyes. Some will have that, you know, orange look to them. Like that's, it goes back and forth, but you'll see adults that will keep that orange look all the way up to uh, adulthood. And you'll have ones that kind of tan out and get that, uh, I guess I can, I would compare it to like a caramel ball python when they're adults, you know, like that real tan and kind of faint purple thing, you know, like it's real faded out, but you know, the look I'm talking about. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I got these, this pair of hypos that like they were electric orange and lavender, Wow! like lavender, lavender. And he had other hypos that were different. You know, they're obviously from different clutches and and all that. And, you know, just another thing. Just want to kind of mess with them. I've wanted to, you know, build my group of them and do that. You know, they're the smallest subspecies, so that helps too. It's not a bunch of 10, 11, 12-foot beauties, you know, blue beauties. Uh, like I saw Skyler's adult blue <laughs> in the cage. He didn't, uh, he didn't take them out for me, but... Uh-huh. Goodness, man. Seeing those actually stretch out. like cause you, Usually when you see them, they're all coiled up and stuff. And you get a thin body snake like that, they coil up to where like they take up half a dinner plate, but then they stretch out. And, and they they're just like, keep going. It doesn't stop. Yeah. You know, they're like 10 feet long and stuff. And like, holy crap. <laughs>
0: that's nuts. That happens to me with the conjures all the time, man. I'll like, pull them out to clean something, and I'm like, you weren't that big 30 seconds ago when you were on the perch. It's like, what What the hell? Yes. Yeah, seriously. It's crazy. You're like man, these things aren't growing, and then you pull them out, and you're like, "Oh, wait a second, yeah, you are."
2: Yeah, that was and uh, one more. So when I went to Skyler's place, he showed me a bunch of stuff. His IJs are <laughs> pop wins. whatever, I'm doing, uh, dude, next level. He's like, I know he's kind of doing the colubrid thing more now, but I think that's because he's already gotten his group of IJs like honed in. And goodness, he's he's got a lot. Uh, he has this female blue beauty that he's raising up. I think it's like a year and a half or so. I remember when he got it at the show. I saw that snake on the table, and it—I really like dark blue, um, like dark, dark blue, blue beauties. That's yeah, why that, like
1: wearing. navy blue blue beauty.
2: Yeah, like it's just yeah,
1: really dark and stuff.
2: Uh, you know, you can get them where they're more yellow and stuff too there's a lot of different looks
1: yeah more more powdery blue
2: yeah yeah like the really dark stuff well the one he got like was really yellow as a baby and i saw those and i was like oh man i'd pick up an extra female but you know this isn't the look that i'm looking for this snake transitioned into the darkest blue zero yellow animal i have ever really? seen he's showing me all the and nothing against his bear and I. he had some amazing bear and I. those were really, those were awesome. Like I get it. I understand the, like you're either a rhino guy or a bear and I guy, like I get it, but that I couldn't stop looking at that, that beauty. Like it was so dark and so blue. I'm like, dude, I like, I messed up. I should have grabbed one of those, but you know, I thought I knew what I was doing and obviously not. Um, but yeah, so definitely look out when that snake gets up to size you know, if you want some super dark blue beauties, Skylar's going to be cranking them out in a few years. Nice. Nice. <laughs>
0: it always cracks me up when I think about him and that blue beauty because I think about the screenshot from the video <laughs> when he's holding it and he's shirtless and that thing's coming up on him and you see him just screaming. Uh, I
2: saved it. I saved it. And it's... Uh, oh, you got to
1: share that right now. You got to
2: share that. Damn. Poor Skylar. No like, one the video. I don't have the video. We, we don't need the video, we
1: just need the screenshot. No one's safe.
2: So I wish I had the video for my own personal enjoyment. <laughs> so I could get the I could get the uh, the live action part of it. But and he's like about as Florida man as you can get in that picture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's our boy. That's oh, our yeah. boy. Oh man. All right. Incoming. Sorry, Skylar. <laughs> I'm not. I love it.
3: oh man Uh,
1: oh
0: I hit the wrong button damn it
1: uh, (laughs) oh my god oh gosh
2: he's just missing his crop top
1: (laughs) that's so great
2: that's glorious Uh, and I've seen the snake guys that snake is every bit of 10 foot long that's not like a little tiny thing that thing will put a hurting on you
1: and I mean so it looks almost funnier. it looks almost like he's wearing a sleeve, but that's the snake coming back <laughs> on him.
0: <laughs> and he's got a hook right in front of him and a broom and dustpan on the other side of him. Like he had plenty of things to help.
1: Well, I think that's him. what makes it funny is he wasn't expecting that.
2: Yeah. He's like, Oh, that'd be cool. Show my buddies my, my awesome snake, and then you know, of course the snake decides to not cooperate. Yeah, that's
1: glorious. So, we need to get uh, that for- in our shirt. Yeah, oh, right.
0: oh, that can happen. <laughs> uh, well, I am gonna, I am gonna put that in my pocket.
2: Yes, I think that's a Daytona like group shirt. Yes, exactly. That
1: yeah, that's not a for sale shirt. That's a exclusive members only shirt.
2: Like only? just dead center chest as big as we can get it. Yeah, and then like right next to it, just
1: say "Blue Beauty." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's good.
2: So, the other thing that happened when I was at his place. Um, so, Nova Guineas, you know, like they're supposed to be like, you know, the chill carpets, right? Yes.
3: Mine always have been.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, apparently, I sold uh, Skylar the one Nova that's uh,
0: not the five percenter.
1: Well, <laughs> we get that thing out. And, my, um, my males bit me like every, every, it bites me every other time I take them out, so.
2: <laughs> I don't, I don't know, I don't know, minor as could be, uh, but he had a, another buddy there with us, and he took it out, and this thing was like, chill as could be, it was absolutely nuts, and he was like, son of a bitch, like, this thing has always light me up, <laughs> so it was, you know, just another, it was like the trinket, pretty much. Yeah,
1: like yeah, it the, is the then, yeah, the infamous trinket. Yeah, great too. The infamous trinket. He knows who we're talking. about. I don't about.
0: know what you're talking about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Now see, Billy Jenkins knew about it too. Said the the nova was good for him too.
0: <laughs> I think they just recognized Billy's scent or something. His musk. There might be something to it.
2: Maybe that's why I can have all these crazy, like, nippy species, and you know they're not destroying me every day.
0: What's the what's what's new on the chondro front?
2: Nothing, same old, same old. Uh, I haven't added anything. Uh, unfortunately, the couple of babies I had, I I really got to hone in like establishing this, guys. I just, I had a hell of a time. I got, so out of the four, two, I couldn't get feeding. And I got two feeding. And I don't know what happened, man. They just, they just didn't want to live anymore. Hmm. You know, I was keeping their humidity up. I was feeding them all the time. I was trying to keep them, you know, keep their system going, get them shedding, get some size to them. And they just decided this world wasn't for them. it sucks. But yeah, you know, you learn close. something, you know, you learn more with each one. So, that was my second chondro clutch, and I actually got ones to eat, <laughs> so that was better than the first one. So, you know, you yeah, just build off of each one. So, um, that's right, I try to breed each I try one, to to,
0: step in the right direction.
2: That's it, you yeah. know, it's
3: yeah,
1: it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. So, and this um, was that pairing was not like an on-purpose pairing right you just kind of put them together and see what happens
2: oh no that was absolutely on purpose oh, those okay. were a hundred percent liré locality animals those oh wow sorry that was a that was a hard hit but God, i freaking you know, love that
0: that's... pair too man
2: yeah that was a uh yeah that was tough but you know that's part of it it's part of the hobby that's how you see who uh you find I'm starting to realize you find people that have been in the hobby for a long time and you start to realize we all have, you know, our gut punches and stuff and you see who sticks it out and, you know, keeps going. You know, that's why there's so many people that get out all the time. You know, the fly by night guys, Um, but yeah, I just
1: got to pick it up and try again next time and see what happens. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm down to one sub arc and I, Fully intend on buying more in Daytona. So just got to keep on trucking.
0: Still, one of the best pictures I've, I've ever taken in terms of just composition and stuff, in my opinion. Wow. Is, yep, is of the, uh, one of those, I think it was the female.
2: That was the damn. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I freaking love so, that pair,
2: So, pair. yeah. So to add to the gut punch of everything, she never bounced back for me.
3: Oh. Uh,
2: yeah, she was a little small, and I, I was comfortable with it because of the the new book, you know, and like the three hundred to six hundred gram range. So she was in the the five to six hundred range. So I'm like, okay, like let's see what happens. She's not going to go through the motions if it's not a, uh, not good. And she was definitely old enough because you took that when I first got her, Smitty, and that was back in
0: yeah, that was like 2019.
2: God. Yeah, that was that was a while ago she was already completely transitioned so she was, who knows how old she was uh, and i waited until last year to, to finally pair her, so she was at least 6 7 years old you know and uh yeah she just she never bounced back i don't i don't know what happened the male's kicking good the the female so wrong it's pretty good but yeah it's probably one of my favorite pictures too man that's a you did a yeah. good one with that her blue, is oh, no, I did
0: it. Yeah, I love like man. When it comes to blues on conjures, like that chalky powder blue. Yeah, I love that. Just chalk paint look. Yes.
2: Yeah, was... yeah. That's uh, that's the game, man. That's the game we will get into.
1: Yeah, and I mean, she she did everything that she was supposed to, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, she did.
2: So uh,
1: hopefully next time.
3: Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's, I don't want to say that's the reason I'm not like going, because I had a plan to go like really deep into them, you know, I, Morelia stuff, like it just makes sense. Yeah. But uh, I think I'm going to kind of keep those a side project and just kind of, yeah, maybe every couple of years try to pair them. And, you know, obviously, you know, I'll say the, a bad word but you know i got carpondro stuff i want to do in the future and uh you know i'm probably going to focus more on that as far as the green tree stuff than the you know the locality stuff but that stuff comes up you know you never know what'll happen tomorrow and you guys know me all it takes is me seeing something and i'm gonna scoop it up real quick so tomorrow i could end up with somebody's collection and <laughs> yeah you know, that's true like oh hey i ended up with 30 contros yesterday
0: They come with a free cup with every purchase. Nice, you got to get the cup,
3: right? Like,
1: yeah, yeah, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) Oh man, I uh, I sent you a message. I texted you, Billy. FYI.
2: Uh yeah no I I saw it. They're okay. They're not here. Okay.
0: You're vending (sighs) Daytona this year, right?
2: I am, yeah. I got two tables. Um, we're gonna be next to Hood. We're able to make that work. We're able to strong arm uh, Wayne for that. So, <laughs> no, he was cool about it. It's it's a lot easier when you you've ended the year before because you get that month grace period where you guys get preference first. Um, you can get tables first before it opens up to everybody. So uh, it'll be a fun weekend, like it always is. Yeah, you guys know it's always the base camp and and all that. And I know everybody's not going to hate being next to his table with you know the spelotes and the
1: blackheads and the bird eaters and dude the Hondurans, the the left field curveball Hondurans. So that
2: that freaking guy, man, that freaking guy, (laughs) man.
1: Hashtag Team Hood.
2: Yeah, right. Team Hood. Um, Every time I talk to him, he's like, "Oh yeah, I got this." Like I tell him something I want. For, he's got carpets now man i'm like you trying to put me out of business like what are you doing what the hell man yeah he's like asking me questions about projects and stuff and i'm like i really don't want to give you this like my yeah idea on it because you're just gonna steal it
0: you know yeah it's, it's like, like that movie single white water- female <laughs> is trying to take your take your identity in life
2: so I told him, I'm like, man, so he used to do Amazon. So I'm like, all right, well, when are you getting those? He's like, oh, I already did those. I don't want to get back into those. I'm like, all right, so I'm safe there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but like, I know he's got Ridley eyes. So who knows if he has everything else? He probably does. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, <that's> funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, like every, I didn't know he had Walmas. He's got Walmas. I didn't know he had uh what was it calico black rats oh does he like, i really dig those i was like yeah man i'm trying to find someone that i can get those from and all that uh you know now i know clint obviously has them so whenever i need them everybody's like oh yeah i got those i'm raising those up I'm like dude what are you like
1: what are you doing you now know? is he still doing the um Priscilla notice
2: he's got three clutches on the ground as we speak that I spoke Jeez, to him today dust. about it
1: yeah what the heck bro
2: yeah I was like, yeah, man, I still got that male. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep up with that project or not. And he's like, well, I'm sure I can get you a female this year. Oh, my God.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Never ends, man.
2: Yeah, I know, right? Well, I keep waiting on... uh, He has a a striped um, spilotes project. And uh, I've been waiting for a while. He's had issues with that male. So uh, he... I remember before like me and him were buddies... Uh, I messaged him and he actually brought it to Daytona for me and another keeper to like see it in person. Nice. And, you know, he grabbed it and was like, here, man, you know, because he always has a bunch of t- people at his table. It's like, here, check them out, man. Cause I know you're talking about them. And I know you've made the joke like, oh, that's a really big Cali King, you know, because you know, they do look similar, but it's a Spilotes. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. And of course, it's right up my alley. They're Honduran animals. Like, that's where that uh, recessive gene came from, the striped stuff. Uh, so it would fit with my Mexicanas because she's got some Honduran uh, blood in her too. So, been Gosh. patiently waiting, and you know how that goes. You know, they don't all breed every year. Oh yeah,
0: yep.
1: that's cool, man. That's super cool.
0: How come yeah. you didn't stick with the Russians?
2: Uh, because the pair I got was two males, and
0: oh, that'll do it. Yeah, I. Yeah. You don't I remember could've. that crazy
1: male he sold last day bro? I remember. No, I remember holding yeah. it. That was the
0: first Russian I ever put my hands on, and I thought it was really cool, dude. They're awesome. Man. I've always wanted some, and I just I was like, I want to I, I got to catch a glimpse of these warlocks. Yeah. And so I held one hey. there, and it was cool. I didn't realize how keeled they were. Yeah, they're
2: they're really cool animals. They're super chill. They're I mean they hit all the boxes. I just so I have the one male still, but uh, I'm actually trading him for. Uh, so outside of the beauties, I really like the Japanese rats. Uh, I mean, natural blue and green snakes. I mean, it it doesn't get better than that, you know? So uh, I've always had a soft spot for those guys. So, you know, I don't have a male. So, you know, I, it's like, well, I don't want to raise, I hate getting adult males and then raising hatchling females, you know, like big picture, it shouldn't matter, but you know, it, I don't know. In my head, I just don't like doing it. So I was able to work out that deal and uh, that worked out. Yeah, the Kunisher stuff. I I feel like at this point, it's all like everybody has Kunisher Island stuff, but stuff came that wasn't from Kunisher Island, but we're going to call everything Kunisher Island. It's just like the Cameroon Highland Ridley Eye. Yeah. Malaysian stuff comes in every single year, but everything is Cameroon Highland. The Cameroon Highland pair that I bought look suspiciously like Malaysian animals, <laughs> yeah, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, but they, uh, I think it's gotten so crossed into everything at this point that everything basically has some variation of that look. That I mean, they're all super like blue and green anyway. Now you know you yeah. really don't have that kind of brownish overtone that like the normals have that are you know, not on the island that are on the mainland uh, in Japan. So, you know, it's, uh, I personally like going into the albinos of those. um, I geek out. I've told Phil the story before how there's the natural population, wild population of albinos and they're in this national forest over there. They're protected. They're federal. They have been since the 1920s, blah, 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 all that. Uh, You can tell that they've been crossed in crossed into the Kunisher Island stuff because they're orange. You know, they'll have orange on them. The ones that are in the wild that are on the mainland, they don't have that high contrast uh, animals that get crossed into them, so they're actually they're yellow and white, like they're mostly white snakes. Wow. So when I've tried to get albinos, I try to get the ones that are as white as possible with the least amount of orange. Like when I got my last ones at uh, a couple Tinleys ago, I got them from the Circles, and Amy was like, "Oh yeah, I always try to. I like the ones that have the most orange on them because they have the contrast." I was like, "Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I'm trying to go the other way. I'm trying to get the more white animals to get ones that will potentially be more uh, close to the, you know, the wild." counterparts if you will you know because right. obviously you know i mean as much as you can obviously it's not going to be perfect but yeah. um, you know so that's that's my thing on them but i mean like i said naturally blue and green snakes i mean what's not to like their temperaments are awesome they they keep just like every other colubrid you know when you you have a beauty a russian rat and a, a japanese rat you're going to keep them all just like you do a, a corn snake pretty much so yeah I don't know why these things aren't more popular honestly. They're not a I can get the beauties cuz they can be you know a little more they're more racers than anything. But when you get into the the Russian rats and the the Japanese rats, they act more like a black rat would would be or a yellow rat or
1: and I was just going to say do you if you took temperament out of it I feel like people would still gravitate towards Corn snakes over black rats the same way that they gravitate to corn snakes over Russian rats. Just I feel like the size and, and overall yeah. enclosure size. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I can get that. Uh, but I guess I I compare them more
2: to like the gray rat guys and the yeah. black rat, yellow rat, or eastern rat. If you're you know if you're a lumping lumping guy,
1: lumping All- fool. Alligator
2: you know, Baird Eye, you know, I'd, I'd compare them to bear Eye, you know, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Well, temperament-wise, size-wise, sure. you know. So, I mean, if you look at the, the different color palettes and stuff, I mean, a Japanese rat does, kind of does the opposite of what a beard does, but, you know, like where a beard has the metallic orange thing going on, the Japanese rat does the same thing, just with blue and green.
1: Yeah, you know?
2: yeah. That's how I've always looked at it in my head.
1: So. That's cool, man.
0: What about the Dion's?
2: Uh, I am really digging those guys.
0: They're fun. They right?
2: are. They're really cool. Um, I So I got a. I got a, a group from Chris. He got rid of his European stuff mm-hmm. and uh, made me an offer I couldn't refuse. So I ended up with the pair of Dion's that you you sent him. Uh a pair of ladder rats, which mm-hmm. are basically Italian pits, <laughs> yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then a pair of leopard rats, which I never thought I would
0: those leopard rats those. were sweet. I was with him when he bought Good. those. Those yeah. are gnarly. They I think they're head striped too, if I remember I think him saying so. that. Yeah, because yeah, Jordan so. Jordan Parrot produced them. He was the one selling them and he had some striped ones there.
1: And there's no locality on those in the US, is there? On the, the
2: leopard leper rats? Yeah. Uh, not on the one. I don't think there is on the ones I have. Chris didn't say anything. I know Matt. He has locality specific ones. I forget what it is. but
3: Okay.
2: Uh, yeah, he has them. But they're, uh, those guys are, they're not the largest producers. They produce it, you know, like two to four eggs per oh, year. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Like it's, a, yeah, they're, I mean, when you look at them, you're like, man, why aren't these things everywhere? And yeah. then like you look into it and you're like, oh. That's, that's that's why, why. okay that yeah. makes sense you know because if you look at when it makes sense to why things get you know commercialized and stuff you know a lot of factors have to go in when you start to see what's common all the boxes get checked and it makes sense and then you see the obscure stuff and there's always a box or two that isn't checked and you're like oh okay yeah. that's why that makes sense yeah um, but yeah so going back to the deons those guys are really cool um I think I asked them the group we're in with the, the other guys, um, you know, why they aren't where like are all the other Dions with like all the different localities and all that. I think Matt was like, yeah, they're, they're in Europe. <laughs> they're not yep. over
3: here. Yep. You yeah. Know,
2: which, which sucks. Cause they're, I mean, they're cool. They're cool snakes, man. They're low maintenance. Like I, I agree with Matt. They could easily rival the, the corn snakes Absolutely. You know, as far as a, you know, a good first pet forgiving. really don't have to give them heat, yep. <laughs> you know, like honestly, if you do, if you get them too hot, they're going to not do as well. So,
3: yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying them and maybe it's a good thing that all the other stuff isn't here. Cause as I've said a couple of times already, you guys know how I am and I'd end up with all of them. I know there's I that was,
0: that was ones. only one of two males, I think in that clutch. Oh, wow. It was very female heavy. Well,
2: that's not the and worst thing.
0: So those things were a familiar. bitch to sex. Why anyway, that? Like, they don't pop. Like, they don't.
2: Were you able to pop them, or what did
0: you end up doing? Uh, So, yeah, one of the the males in particular, like, their hemipenes are really short, and it's kind of small, so it's almost hard to tell if they are actually hemipenes or not. Um. Cause I even like I I tried to pop them when they first came out of the egg, and then you know I was talking to Chris, and he was like, sometimes I wait until after the first shed, and it seems to be a little easier. So then I did that, and yeah, it was just it was tough, but I got some peens to
2: to show. A lot of times, it just takes uh, it just takes some patience, and some guys get uh, they'll get impatient with things. And they rush things, uh, you know. Whether if it's sexing or bagging a snake or something like that, uh, I had to teach myself on hatchling radiateds. <laughs> I didn't. Ha- I didn't have to, but I, you know, I was like, well, you know what? Cause I, I reached out for people to help. because you always yeah. read? You know, hey, find an experienced keeper, have them show you. And I don't know what it was, man. Nobody wanted to wanted to show me, so I was like, all right, well, let me let me figure this out. And once I figured it out and I was able to do it to those guys and I didn't put kinks in them and I didn't, you know, hurt them or whatever. I'm Mm -hmm. like, all right, I kind of got a feel for it. I get what I need to do. And, you know, if you can do it on a small snake, you can do it on anything that hatches really.
3: Yeah.
1: And see, I'm the complete opposite. I was so terrified to pop stuff that I naturally gravitated towards learning how to probe. Um, and I won't lie, I had a really bad experience. Someone was like, oh, well, you don't have to probe it. You don't have to pop it. Like with red tail boas, you can just like roll your finger down it and feel for like the speed bump. And I wound up tearing the skin on a juvenile boa. And I was like, I'm, ne- I'm never doing this ever again. And that's why like, I don't, I don't pop stuff. I, I, I probe everything. So it's, it's very, in- it's, it's always interesting to see like where you start and which direction you go. Obviously it's good yeah. to know both, but.
2: See, and I had a bad experience probing when I was new, new, and mm-hmm. same thing. I didn't have anyone show me. I just kind of was like, "All right, I've watched some videos; doesn't seem that hard." And I went to probe this ball python I had, and uh, yeah, it, next yeah. thing I know, he's bleeding, and I'm having to deal with that. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, so it makes sense that I gravitate towards. Popping more and being gentle, yeah. and you're more comfortable with probing, which I've used you plenty of times for that. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. The yeah. probing thing, I, the, uh, so Emily and Ed, you know, at Snake Discovery did a video at some point a while back mm-hmm. on probing, and, and the method that she showed made a huge difference in terms of it making it easier, which was putting <clears throat> it in, like putting the probe in parallel Going towards with the head. The vent, yeah. And then like pivoting it under that. Under the vent, yeah, and that that works way better than trying to you know line it up and get it all. It just as soon as I watched that, I was like, oh, that that's a no brainer, and yeah, it's worked well for me since. So,
1: I feel like you also have to have a a good set of probes, and by that I mean the quality of the stainless steel and not having any rough spots, having it be completely perfectly smooth, and then obviously it's got to be ball tipped because you don't want to stab anybody, but there's so many probe sets that they sell at reptile shows that only have three or four probes you need a full set you need the the 10 or 12 different gauge probes because you really should size it to the animal you know you can't be forcing that thing in there or you can't use one that's too small because it's really not it's not going to do any justice you're able to feel what you're feeling for Mm -hmm. so yeah. Well, too,
2: when you see uh, when you see adult snakes and you see the plug, especially males, you see the plugs that they throw, you start to realize how small you know those yeah. areas actually are. So it yep. could even be a you know an adult python. And I mean, Smitty, your green tree males, you know, how small are those plugs that they throw?
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, so. I have a set of probes, and there's, I mean, probably half of them I, I will never have a use for because I don't. Like they're too big. Like yeah, I end up, big, if, it, ones. if it's younger stuff, I'm using the smallest gauge possible. And then if it's like adults, I'm going up like maybe a size from that. Like I really don't, I don't use anything large. Even with the like adult corns and stuff, if I have to probe them, like it's never anything large up the, up the scale there. Yeah. But yeah. It's definitely yeah. a good skill to have. As far as the popping thing goes, that's that one's tough. Um, I definitely don't push it. You know, if it's like one of those things, I'm not sitting there for 15 minutes cranking on a, you know, the back half of the snake trying to figure it out. If I'm not getting anything in the first, you know, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, and I'm I'm probably just gonna put it down and I'll try it again. You know, another day or something. But it, it can be like with horns and stuff and bears, it's pretty easy. But those deons, for whatever reason, I don't know what it was. They were just they were really tough.
1: Yeah. I think just because we're on the topic of it, not to sound preachy, I also feel like it, for the, a lot of times when you see people demonstrating how to pop or how to probe on social media, whether it be YouTube or Instagram or what TikTok, whatever, you always see people with bare hands and dirty fingernails, and you're dealing with an open orifice to an animal that is, already has bacteria, already has... Uh, possible a gateway for possible infection and you're exposing their internal stuff you know not to get too crazy and then putting it back inside them and i feel like you really should have some kind of surgical glove or latex glove or vinyl gloves you know you should be washing your hands and you should be sanitizing your equipment and and i mean billy can tell you i i like coconut oil man It's a great lubricant and just a tiny little dab will do you and you sanitize with alcohol, make sure it's dry so you're not putting isopropyl up in there, you know, and just try and keep things as clean as possible because I've seen an infected hemipene that somebody probed three or four snakes in a row with the same probe and we don't think anything of it because it's like, oh, it's their, their, it's their poop hole, you know, whatever. No, they're, you're cross contaminating. So, and that, that could lead to something fatal so yeah
2: little things you don't think about yeah yeah
0: lisa said what about the palpate method does that only work in pythons and boas
1: i've only ever in terms of like feeling that what i what i jovially call the speed bump um i've only had that work for me in boas but after that one time i'm out and you really can't do it on anything older than in my opinion again completely anecdotal you really can't do the speed bump trick on anything that's over a year old it's just too muscular in in my opinion
2: yeah i've Uh, always heard it was just for like the boa constrictor stuff i haven't heard it on anything like no tree boas or uh rainbow boas or anything like that it's always been boa constrictors
1: i just play for
0: plugs on pythons
1: i was gonna say i feel like i've tried to do it on some juvenile carpets in the past And they're just they're too muscular that they they resist with that prehensile tail so well that you're you're not gonna be able to get a a good read on it in my opinion
2: so i try to sex my carpets like almost right out of the egg like as soon as the the whole clutch is out when i separate them because i don't do like the whole clutch in a tub until they shed like i separate and label and give everybody an id number straight out of the egg and they don't have as much muscle tone. They don't have it. Like it happens so easy. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times I noticed this with the Mac too. They were for whatever reason, before that first shed, they were completely docile. They didn't give me any problem. As soon as they shed, it was like they had sunglasses on and then they took them off and could see everything. And it was <laughs> game on. So I was happy. I didn't wait for that. Cause I just would ended up, you know, yeah, death by a thousand nips, you know, from, yeah from those guys and that stresses them out too. And I worry about teeth and, you know, then more infection and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: um, But yeah, that's always worked for me with the carpets. As soon as they get about, yeah, six months or so, you know, if you have them on a good feeding regimen, you're not popping anything with them. They're so, uh, you know, them being semi arboreal and they're just really strong, you know, like right out of the egg, they can support their whole body weight with their, you know, the last Two or inches of their tail, you know, you don't get that without being super strong and and all that, so you can end up hurting them trying to force that kind of stuff to go. So, just depends on the species, I guess.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: And the way I look at it, as far as you know, condras go, it's like I'm gonna keep this snake because I enjoy it, regardless of you know, if it's a male or female. So, I just wait until I get plugs, yeah, yeah, so. yeah.
2: Well. When it comes the to real... condos, the yeah, the shed thing is going to be the game changer there. That's
0: yeah. Be the... Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, it's like whether you know it, you know, a year old or you know it a year and a half or two years. I mean, like you're not going to be breeding it anyways. So, like, what difference does it make? Yeah. I can true. understand yeah. if it's something you know, designer with you know, you got sort of plans and you're buying it specifically for for a certain project or something. But you know, if you're just keeping condos, like I'm just like whatever.
1: Well, I feel like I, I'm guilty of this where I've got an animal, let's say a corn snake, right? And I'm like, oh man, this is cool. This is a girl. And I, I want to try and get a, a similar phenotype, right? Well, I wait and I wait and I find the perfect boy to go with it. And then I wait and I wait and I wait. And I, I never sexed it. I just took the person's word for it or assumed it looked slightly henish. And then I'm stuck with two boys or I'm stuck with two girls. And now I'm like, crap. Now I got to the only girls available are hatchling neonates. And now I got to wait even longer. So, like, I get that that thought process. But I'm also with you, Smitty. on like, dude, I'm keeping condoms because they're pretty. Like, I'm enjoying it regardless. You know, I'm I personally wouldn't get rid of an animal because it was the wrong sex. I would keep it because I would still enjoy it. That's just me. Other people, they have a different opinion of it. So,
0: yeah. I mean, I got those rats and I had that, you know, I had, I was male heavy and on green trees at the time. And, you know, the guy was like, I'll trade you, you know, a breeding colony of rats and with the racks and everything. And I was like, sure. You know, it was like, yeah, it was a, I think an underground imported bioc that I got as a, as a baby. And, you know, I had raised it up. I had had it for the last probably three years and it had shed plugs and I was just like, I don't need him, you know, yeah. and rats were intriguing. So I did that and it worked out. It's just one of those things like with the corns and stuff, that's a little different. Um just because with all the morph related stuff there. Um and kind of planning down the road in terms of what I want to do with what what morph and things like that. Then yeah, you know, I I plan accordingly and, and there's more attention to detail paid there. But for most of the other stuff it's like whatever. Like the Rhinos even you know, I got those mixed up at some point because I, you know, the one that I thought was the female was actually male and vice versa. Um, and I had to end up like putting them together to see what was going on, like what was what. And it, you know, didn't figure it out until I had put the, the pair together that's there now to, to figure that out. So, and those are tough too because those come out small and they're so thin. I think Terry yeah. just, Ends up sexing his out, you know, with the sheds through RGI or something.
2: I think that's what Rob does too now.
0: Yeah, like those in the Cyania, because I have people tell me the Cyania, you know, oh, yeah, you can just pop them. Like they're so damn thin when they come out, I'm afraid them are gonna break these damn things. Like they're they're freaking toothpicks. Like there's some stuff that I'm not comfortable probing or popping, and yeah, you know, rhinos would definitely be up there. <laughs>
1: And since we're on the topic, again, not to sound preachy, but if your snake is about to go into shed, if it's the slightest bit blue or the slightest bit opaque, just wait till it sheds. Don't try and pop or probe or anything because you're not only giving them more stress than they need, you're going to have a much harder time trying to do that because everything is the skin is tighter. Their muscles are tighter. Everything is is, is drier too in terms of uh, the outside of their body and their, their vent and everything. So just wait till they shed my personal anecdote. No, that's
2: a, that's a good point. Yeah. <clears throat> so Smitty, how's that, uh, that Jansen, I doing Let's talk about that.
0: Uh, it's still going strong. I mean, we're only like what, not even two weeks in. um i candled it i think thursday and there was no signs of anything in there but as thick as those shells are and having been tricked by something else in the past i can't remember what species it was because i remember i think it was crested. i'd candled an egg and it looked like it was completely empty but it was you know way due to hatch and then i think like two days later i walked in there was a baby that popped out of it but normally when you have a crested and an egg, like and you candle it, it's like pitch black if there's if they're full term. Like you ain't seeing nothing in there hardly. So oddly enough this one it looked completely empty and I don't know. But I also you know I talked to Daniel and he said his took um a while before they started showing veins and stuff too. So I think that's again that kind of goes back to my my hunch that the, the Asian stuff in particular is doesn't work the same way that the the new world things do because those corn eggs are like cherry red when you candle those um yeah you know jance and i it, it looks empty the slugs i ended up tossing i think this morning just because they were you know they definitely weren't going anywhere so just figured i'd throw them before they got nasty but
2: it's yep. good man i'm excited you know i'm excited ever since you got those things i've been Impatiently seeing how you're gonna do with them and
0: yeah,
2: you know, hoping you get eggs. So I'm happy for you. I
0: did the math and I think it's not supposed to hatch until like September.
1: Oof. Yeah. Oof.
0: That's forget about it then, man. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't even, even think
1: about it. Yeah. Don't even look at it. So now she only dropped the one, or there were other ones that were duds.
0: She laid. So she actually ended up laying four. There was the two bad ones and the one good one in the egg box. And then when I was doing some cleaning. Last week, I found another slug outside of the box by the hive. Okay, um, and I think she—the first time I got eggs from her, she laid three, and they were all duds. So this I'm is not good. Gonna...
1: Every year moving forward, you're yeah, no, done, no, for done. sure.
3: Yeah,
0: it's—I uh, don't know exactly what I'm doing that's causing the three egg thing. I mean, they don't have big clutches to begin with. Um my hunch is I'm not cycling the male enough to sort of ramp up spermatogenesis. Yeah. That's sort of the only explanation for it. Cause the females definitely, you know, clearly ovulating and clearly, you know, accepting resumes.
1: Are you, uh, are you getting him going? Any a certain amount of time before her, or because the, they're communal or no?
0: They're, yeah, they're cohabbed. Um, okay. And I just started misting them pretty much every morning before I went to work. Um, ramped up food a little bit. Um, and now maybe I just didn't do it enough, I think, with that male in particular. And I know he got kind of finicky with food for a while too, which seems pretty, pretty standard, I think, when they're in girl mode. Um,
1: well, what know. about starting all that sooner so if you if you started because uh, i'm trying to think of like again like geckos the boys start testicular activity anywhere from two weeks to 30 days before the girls doing the wild and the girls don't start until the boys are already going right. so i wonder if you're if you say you started missing them in november december let's just say december right what if you started first week in november you know what I mean? That's
0: probably when I would need to because I think I went back and looked at that first clutch I got last year and it was almost the same like week. Yeah. That I got the, the three bad eggs last year that these <laughs> ones showed up. So, okay. And, and now you know, that I have that sort of information, I yeah. can, you know, just like when I knew, figured out she was gravid, I was like, great. Now I know it's happening. I can be more prepared. Like, I know they're coming. I can be on the lookout. Yeah. Um, but now it's like, okay, I know this is typically the, the window this month is when I, I noticed that she's laid twice, you know, two consecutive years. So now I can sort of plan accordingly ahead of time. Like you were saying, and it's like, yeah. it's, it's putting a, a puzzle together without knowing what the, like the final image is.
1: Yeah. You well, know. you're putting a puzzle together without having a border.
0: You yeah, know, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we, we always start with the frame first, right? The edges, yep. <laughs> But yeah, I think if you if you're missing three times a week or four times a week at that time, if you started missing twice a week or three times a week, two or three weeks before that, just to kind of get that get the monsoon ball rolling, I wonder if that would really make a difference.
0: It might. And I mean, I wasn't missing them super heavy or anything. It wasn't like I was drenching them, but yeah, you know, that was something that, that Freight mentioned on the Ganyasoma website was with his Jance and I he noticed that they that misting on a regular basis seemed to stimulate breeding activity a little more. So this year I was like, I'll give that a shot and see what happens. I'll ramp up food a little more and you know, something worked. So
1: sounds like you need a drainage layer and auto spray.
0: I, you know, I'm, I'm weird about room automation. I don't know about you guys, but I think there's too much of a, there's such a thing as too much automation
1: well no i'm i'm with you a thousand percent in terms of like you going in your room and flipping the lights on every day like i i commend you for that that's awesome but i feel like if you had like an automatic mister just for the month of november december just for those two months yeah you know just to give it that extra that extra drizzle
0: i just like to i i i do that every morning like i turn off and turn on my lights every morning every night like by hand you know it's only three power strips, but you know, I just like you get the guys that have everything set on timers and everything set to get like you don't. I feel like you miss things by sure by not having to do that kind of stuff. Sure. Like, as small as it is, like, yeah, it's a, it's a short, short window to be observing things, but yeah, I just too much automation is a in general, too, not even just in reptiles. Yeah, too much, too much automation can
1: for sure you bad thing yeah man that's uh mike Kosicki said it best be a scientist who observes you know my fossorial stuff has got me in that snake room more than i've ever been in the past five years because i want to see them as much as human i want to i want to observe them as much as humanly possible because i'm still trying to i'm fuck i don't want to say i'm dialing it in i'm trying to find where the knobs are for christ's sake
0: do you have a camera in your room
1: I don't, but it wouldn't matter because uh, I was actually thinking about how to get a tiny, tiny camera in each tub. You know what I mean? Because yeah. even if I had a camera in the room, you can't see what the hell's going in there. They're, the tubs have lids on them, you know, so it wouldn't work. But something. I don't
0: know, man. Having that, that wise camera that I can remotely access and then I put in an SD card so I can go back. Because I did that with the condros, and I was putting those two smaller condros together like to see if I got any locks. I'd scroll back in the morning. I'd go back and see if there was anything at night that looked like a solid lock. Um, and then being able to like with the Jansen, and I during the day when I'm at work, you know, no one's in the house. So it's quiet. And I don't have to worry about it. I can go in there and see like, are they out and about? Are they doing anything like yeah. that kind of stuff? Really, really comes in handy, uh, yeah. and then when it comes hatching season, I pivot that camera and put it on the the boxes of things that are hatching so like while I'm at work, like me and my coworker like looking at what's coming out and, and all that kind of stuff, it's pretty cool, but those for like those things are cheap too like the the wise cameras I've been really impressed with those for the price, and the app is really simple to yeah. use and those have been great um,
1: now do you have the um the interchangeable mounting bracket that you could stick on the inside of an enclosure?
0: I don't mine's okay. on like a little little like the little ATT things from Spar- uh, Star Wars oh yeah,
1: yeah, like yeah, yeah little
0: legs it's on one little of those um, you know and I'll pivot that and that has kind of been the biggest pain is like the glare from the night vision on like the Cambro tubs sometimes makes it really hard to see what's going on if, yeah. if the snakes are in the you know, right angle um, and then like the zoom capabilities on that thing too like when you when you bring it up on your screen and you zoom in like it it does pretty well there too but not having uh yeah it would be nice i've thought about putting in like mounting a camera in the Janssen i cage but i'm i'm almost positive it would get destroyed in a heartbeat yeah, like it would get unplugged immediately
1: well and that's what i was going to say is when henry and i were breeding the uh, Siemensis, we put two wise cams in on like the uh the glass mount you know with the like adhesive glass thing and we got a first round of of mating dance and twitching and flopping around and then we got copulation and then you literally watch the male just come over and just knock the whole camera off <laughs> so it definitely was it was bound to happen eventually but it's still cool to put it in the enclosure you know i also think it's 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 easier for you because you have a animal of some substantial size while as my dirt snakes they're like Eight to 10 inches. So even if I had it like positioned at the shelf to like kind of look through the tubs, the odds of me seeing anything are slim to none because they're so tiny. You know,
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I think it'd be worth a shot. You know, it's not if the cameras were like stupid expensive, I'd say, yeah, screw that. But yeah, yeah, as cheap as they are, I mean, you never know. I'd go back, like I said, I go back and look and see what happened with gondros throughout the night, and you can fast forward and rewind through the whole thing. You know, in a few minutes, and
1: yeah, it's true. I don't know. It's very true.
0: That's been a really handy, handy room tool. I, I believe it. Between those and the gobies, you're you, you're set.
2: Yeah, yeah. I need to get into the goby stuff. I keep saying I'm oh, going dude. to, and I
0: don't. Again, like super cheap app super easy to use like the battery on them lasts forever they're super accurate because i've i've calibrated them and tested them to see like i set the incubator at one temperature put a govy in there to see if that matches up with what i have the stat set at and it's like they're dead on you know I've, I've i've had a handful of them too sort of at the same time and i've tried them all to see make sure they're calibrated and accurate and like they've all been spot on so nice phenomenal, I get into that. phenomenal yeah. product yeah that's awesome I think I have at least two or three in my room right now. I don't really check them a whole lot, but I have them there. And sometimes like, especially now that it's starting to warm up, I'll put one in the Jansenite cage. Cause with the Aki cage underneath them, one end gets pretty toasty. And then you have the heat of the room in general raising because of the sun and yep. the temperature overall being. So usually this time of year, I'll start kind of putting gobies in different areas of the room for the day to see sort of what things are looking like at certain levels for certain animals and, just making sure everything's kind of under under watch.
1: That's cool. That's smart. Yeah. And the, and those go to your phone, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you, you open the Govi app on your phone and you see your three or four units and what you, they're... Yeah, you can they're...
0: name them. So you can name each unit. Okay. Usually I'll, I'll number them and I'll write on the back of them with a Sharpie what number they are so I know what's what. Nice. Because um, then if you have them and they're not numbered and you don't know which one's which... Right, then have right. to like put one in the fridge or something to figure out what's which one's going on. <laughs> um But yeah, I name them. And then, you know, I'll have like, I used to have one that was just for the incubator. And so I had that one labeled with an eye and I had it on my app as incubator and uh you open up the app and then it'll, you, you'll like refresh everything. And so it'll take a minute to kind of gather all the data, but it then you go back and you can look at, you know, the temperature and what it does for the last, like, hour for the last day for the last week oh that's um, great you can export it all as like a excel sheet if you want to can you do like um, graphs it shows graphs it has graphs that show oh, you that's awesome yeah they're they're awesome dude that's
1: dude i'm I never all about thought, the line graphs man
0: i never thought that something like that would that i would use it really all that much but those things are fun dude you put them all over the place just to see what 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 happens you know
1: yeah Yeah, man, yeah. I'm definitely gonna yeah. get some. Yeah, me too. Need to up my game. I'm uh I'm redoing the room completely. And uh it's gonna be very different because I can't the way I'm gonna do it, um, it's basically gonna be harmless on one side and venomous on the other side. And right now it's just venomous, and it's just Africa and MENA region. So my temps are really high and really dry, and now I'm adding North American colubrids, so I gotta kind of feather it. So I gotta, I'm probably gonna put, I'm probably gonna get the govies before I really even start moving everything. Which I will mention, they also
0: monitor humidity at the same time. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. So you get, you can get a graph that shows you humidity. You can get a graph that shows you temperatures. It'll show you both. Like if you go to the home screen, it'll have all your units that you have active. It'll tell you right there what the humidity is at that given time, what the temperature is. And then if you want to see the graph, you click on that unit and it'll show you, you know,
1: whatever you want. So- yeah, that's great. That's great. But I got I to gotta figure out um, which side is going to be more conducive to which uh, ecosystem, if you will. So, and uh, I'm really, I'm honestly afraid that I may have to, move those north american colubrids into another room because it's just gonna be it's gonna be too high and dry so we'll see Humid hides man yeah it's true it's true very it's true. another
0: thing that i started using within the last like two years with a lot of stuff and i'm amazed at how often they use them yeah,
2: yeah i got stuff that never leaves it mm-hmm. that's literally i could probably just set up a humid hide like on a shelf and they just hang out
1: there. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like. Yeah. yeah do the Hondurans from Vic. Those things do not leave the humid hide. They don't. And I, I actually, I put, um, I have little exoterra hygrometers that are wired and I put a hygrometer in the hy- humid hide and I put a hygrometer in the same tub on the hot side of the tub. And the humidity is like one degree off, but they're in the humid hide <laughs> because they're it's the moss is there, you know? Yeah. So, <clears throat>
0: Yeah, those gobies have come in handy too when I have stuff cooling. Like if I have it in the garage, um, you know, I cover everything up with a sheet, and I'll usually put a goby on top of the stack there, and then I can sort of, if things are getting particularly cold, I can I can see just how how low things are getting at night. And can you set me a, a,
1: an alarm, like a text alarm, if it does drop too low? On too some high? models,
0: I believe you can. Okay. On like the base, like the small little square ones, I don't think that's an option it may be through the app i think i actually think you can yeah, i thought they did yeah uh, like middleton right. uses the uh the sensor push brand ones which are also nice and there's you can buy like a separate sort of like router thing where you can remotely check what they're what they're at yeah. um i think govy makes one too but honestly i'd like I don't see a need to necessarily do that. if I want to check on things, I just come home and the Bluetooth range on them is actually surprisingly good too. Like yeah. I can be across the house and check and see what the temperature is in the incubator, you know, at any given time. And um,
1: I was just thinking like, if you're using it with stuff that has heat tape or auto- automation, like we talked about before, yeah. yeah. and we've all had it where a rack goes haywire and it spikes, mm-hmm. you know, and it. I would rather have it spike and me have, The half an hour to go home and try and save them than not know for an eight hour shift at work and come home to a rack of dead snakes. So just just me being pragmatic.
0: I mean, if I was keeping stuff like bamboo rats that definitely needed to be kept at a lower temperature, I'd have I'd have gobies involved just to make sure that they're staying in the right range.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, faux show.
0: And Joe said he also has a Nest Cam that alerts him when it goes offline from power outages, so that's my alert to go check.
1: Oh, that's good. That's real good.
0: See, I don't know, like with the Govies and the power outage thing, I haven't had that issue. I think because it saves that information and sends it via Bluetooth, so the Wi-Fi is kind of irrelevant.
1: Yeah, but it only alerts you when you're within Bluetooth range at that point.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's okay. kind of the one caveat with them is like, unless it's you're getting on... the ones that aren't, that are remote, right. um, then yeah, like if you want to see what's going on, you have to be within Bluetooth range to, to get that data.
1: Okay. But if it is hooked up to Wi-Fi, you can do it anywhere in the world.
0: On the like higher end models. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. Let's see, Casey said I have the Goby Gateway with the little pod sensors, and I like that a lot more than the square gobies, especially for my incubator, since they take up less room. Yeah. Yeah. I need to look up because I have like one of the old some of the older models, and then I have one that I got for Christmas. I don't know if that's replaced the older models as the baseline or if that's like the next level up. Me and
1: Billy are living in the Stone Age.
0: Very true yeah, so the H5179 model is the one that I got for Christmas, and that one's 33 dollars and change and then like the base baseline ones looks like a two pack right now is fifteen dollars and they come with little lanyards too so you can like hang them from stuff if you want to
1: That would be cool if you hung it from the inside of an enclosure.
0: Yeah, I've done that, too, with, like, that's Condras. Cool. See what the sort of that ambient is. The true ambient.
1: Yeah, that's something that we don't typically think about, is we temp gun stuff, but it's reading the surface. Yep. You know, and I learned this from when we went to Texas with Burke, Because he not only had an ambient reader, but he had a temp gun. And they would be drastically different. You know, the rocks on the ground would be uh, 110, but the ambient would only be 96 or 95, whatever. So that's a huge difference.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, micro habitats. In case you said with the gateway, you can check away from home. So that is like their their remote router type deal.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I got to get some of those.
0: Yeah. Yes. See, yes, those yes. are like cheap enough to where we could we could regularly do like a giveaway. Yeah. Those would be fun. That would be a good one. I think when we did our secret Santa thing, like half of us ended up getting gobies cuz we ended up just buying each other like two packs of them and sending them to each other. And I, nice. I I'm not complaining. I can never have enough. I asked for some for Christmas and got some cuz I was like I have a freaking army of these things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's cool, man. That's cool. <clears throat> I imagine it also be very helpful with plants. In terms of people that are growing plants for vivariums or people that have live plants in their vivariums. I feel like you could get more information from that than you ever could with just using like normal thermometers, or the stick on ones, the, the, or like what would I like to call the mood ring ones, you know? Yeah.
0: Dude, I saw this video on, on YouTube or Instagram the other day, someone took that paint that they use to make those mood rings. Yes. And painted they painted their sink. bathroom. Yeah. Like their yes. floors and their counter to, and their sink and, and like counters in their bathroom friggin cool
1: that's cool that was so cool it, it reminds looks me ugly
0: of, as hell but it was cool
1: it reminds me of those bath mats that are white and then when they get wet they turn blood red yeah so like you get out of the shower and like there's bloody footprints like super creepy
0: because why not
1: i would be terrified why that like not? i accidentally cut my foot and i wouldn't know it <laughs>
0: <laughs> the whole thing's turning red what the hell
1: yeah right they won't wash out. Uh, well, boys, we're at the two-hour mark. Is there anything else you boys want to cover? Nope. Oh, I'm good. Well, Billy, thank you for coming on the show. It was a pleasure as always.
2: Of course. It's been a bit. It's nice to be back.
1: You never left our hearts.
0: <laughs> well, I never good. forgot never forget (laughs) this episode was brought to you by blackboxcages.com check them out facebook instagram use the code thn at checkout save yourself some money when you buy that excellent rack or that excellent cage or both treat yourself treat yourself you need to hop over to puget sound pythons on facebook and instagram and morph market and give them a follow on all three platforms uh, because why not? Why not? Uh, and then, hey, Fulvius Apparel. Check it out. Facebook, Instagram, working on the shop.
2: Get Rich any of Boya. that Aurelia shirt. Stat.
0: The head stamp one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a handful of those still. Those were screen printed, so those aren't really made to order like some of the other, like the Spolotes one is. Um. So I have some pretty limited on, on colors and sizes because I like an idiot only did like two of each size and three different colors so the extra largest went first go figure go figure That's really... but uh, we'll be back for THP on Thursday it will uh, I think it'll be a pretty good episode we will see any teasers Um. no okay no. I don't know exactly what we're going to get into yet, but it's going to be a pretty interesting interesting guest. So. All right, good. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Good night,
1: moon. A comb and a brush and a bowl full of brush